Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another segment of The Last Word. I'm Dan Roberts, the publisher of The Vegas Voice, and our goal is to introduce you to all the people who have decided to run for elected office in the upcoming year. Today, we are very lucky to have Christopher Dare, who is a candidate, Republican candidate for the Nevada Secretary of State. Yes, good to be here. Christopher, thank you so much for being here. I, I know you are from up north and up in Reno and Sparks. You're a uh, city councilman. Talk a little bit about your background, your experience, so people from Las Vegas, Henderson, who may not be familiar with you, will have an idea as to who you are and what you're doing. Yeah, thank you for this opportunity. It's good to be with you. I'm actually a hybrid because I grew up right here in Las Vegas. I uh, went to Walter V. Long uh, Elementary, John C. Fremont, and then all the way over to Las Vegas High School where I graduated. And then after that, I went to Bible College and I went and I became a pastor at Cornerstone Christian Fellowship right here in town. Mm-hmm. So I've been a pastor for 30 years and I got in politics just a little bit back in the day when one of our, I won't say who, but one of our mayors decided to ship homeless people to Prim as part of his answer. Uh, yeah. And so I was the minister who got all the churches together, say, you know, what we can do better and come up with some things. And we came up with some great programs. And then I started watching and I almost ran for office here. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, my life switched. I've been married uh, now 29 years, but that was after about 15 years. And we had two kiddos. And then we ended up north and starting a church. And uh, I've ran private education up there and different things. But then I ran for office up there as well. And I'm now in my second term. So I've been honored to be a minister, to be a community member, to be an elected officer now. I, I currently serve as a, vet, a chaplain for our veterans home up north. I do a lot of work with our veterans, mm-hmm. a lot with our senior citizens. Uh, I, I, it's actually one of the things that as I think about running for Secretary of State, one of the most difficult trade-offs and something I hope to bring is that you almost take a step farther away from where all the people live. So right now I serve on like 20 boards helping our community all the time. You know, and- so one of the questions that I've been asking people, and I'm amazed by the various answers, is that based on your career, your experience as a pastor, uh, dealing with people, why in God would, would you even think about running for elected office? Yeah. And expect, especially one now that is so contentious that really nobody knew what it was a couple of years before. Well, there's two, two things. One is I was looking at this office before everything blew up on the news of anything to do with voting, mm-hmm. it had to do with business because 80% of what the, this job does is work with our businesses. And I wanted to be a business advocate because we don't really have one. We want, we have GoEd and we have some great things right. that people do, but not an elected office that says, hey, and, and, and Secretary of State's office works with every one of them. And, and they sh- I think that's the spot for that. So I actually really started looking at that, talking to Barbara Sagaski, different things. And so that was a few years ago. And so now, watching everything blow up, it only tells me more how important it is. Because really, in the very first time where why I ever run, number one, is I don't like how people treat each other. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, especially as a Republican, we talk about valuing life. That's a big thing you hear. Right. But does it change after they're born? Because I can tell you sometimes how I see some of these Republicans treat each other, I have to question if they understand how to value any life at all. And so I sit back saying, it doesn't change. You still are valuable, even if we don't agree. I teach conflict resolution classes for college. I'm a okay. professor. So when I watch what I see happening sometimes now, I, I'm so confused because leaders come in and help bring answers to conflict. We help bring bridges. We don't make bombs. It, it, is that your vision, If assuming you become Secretary of State? Because uh, the position has become so contentious. 
Yeah. And we can discuss whether you agree, you would disagree, whether the current Secretary of State did a good job, a lousy job. Uh, how do you resolve all that? It, it's, it's, it's actually a difficult thing to do in some ways, but it starts by the word value. So if I value you and we disagree, then I get to learn from you. When we don't agree, we can learn from each other. It doesn't change what I stand for. You know, and I know that's the one of the questions that everyone has. Well, what do you think about current Secretary of State? Right. I'll say this first of all. Uh, she's been in office for 27 years. Yep. I think anybody who served our state for that kind of capacity needs to be honored. Now, it does not mean that she did everything perfect. I don't agree with anybody in office ever. I don't agree with my own wife, who I love all the time, and I still love her, yeah. but we don't agree. So it doesn't mean everything is perfect. And I say everything she did is what I would do. I, I don't believe that with my own mayor and other city councilmen who I appreciate even on my own board in Sparks. But I would say to come in and value and show respect is something that we can do. Now, when it comes down to it, though, for the most part, the job she did is the same job you should expect from any secretary of state. We do not make law. We don't get to break law. Right. And I actually, it really kind of turns my stomach a little bit when I hear people saying that they're willing to break the law because they didn't like an outcome. Well, again, some of your opponents in the, in the primary have made it very clear that she did a horrible job. She's in the tank and, and the whole thing was fraudulent. Do you believe that or what? And, and I don't. I don't, actually. And people know that. And there's people who draw their lines based upon this. Now, do I think this, though? Do I think it was ran, in a sense, not from her, but on the legislation right. and the governor's side? Did they make changes that brought confusion? Yes. Do they have things in place that did not have the right regulations around it? Yes. But that wasn't that didn't do a secretary of state's job because she only can do so much. Now, with that said, I would say shame on legislation for passing bills so quickly that did not have the right uh, things around it to protect our community. You, you know, it's almost like a chess game. If you move a chess piece there, what did you think was going to happen when you made these right. changes? They, they had to know. And then they sit back going, I can't believe you question elections. Of course you are. So now we have a, a, a repair to be done and we have to come back and make sure that somebody's in place who can communicate who can really understand what's going on, who knows how to lead things, but hopefully can can help uh, teach people and show people why their vote's safe. And if it's not safe, scream loud enough to get everyone's attention. And with that in mind, let's say for our readers, again, we have a senior magazine, senior publication. Why should our readers vote for you? What, do you, what can you tell them that if you vote for Christopher, this is what you're going to get? Well, if you vote for Christopher, one of the things that I, I'd say to you directly is that you have somebody right now that works with our seniors, someone who's on the ground doing all kinds of stuff from chaplain work to actually I write in our monthly senior spectrum and I bring things to the table up north. And the reason I do that is because our seniors are so valuable. Not only are they the voice that we need on a regular basis because that's so important, but I'll tell you what, you guys helped really form what we live in now and I'm thankful for that. So, so with that said, I think you have someone who will listen, someone who will be there, uh, and I think that's important. Communication is not a one-way thing. This is where people say they communicated because they said something. Well, I told them. Well, but did you listen? Because if you're not listening back, you didn't communicate. That's something else. It's called a, a declaring or something. But communication requires you to speak and listen. And so us as elected officials, we must slow down and listen, but also feel free to stand up and share. And with that in mind, 
One of the things that I find very interesting is that a number of politicians are saying, I will not compromise on my value. I will not compromise. That that, that has now become a dirty word in politics. Is I, Can you look at the even the Democrats or even your opponents and say, listen, we don't agree, but we can compromise on certain things. Or is it my way or the highway? Well, but there's a different, see, and this is where words do matter. And, and this is one of the things I actually teach even in marriage counseling. Right. Words matter. And so some of these words we use. So for me to stand and, and come to a common ground with you does not mean I compromised who I am. And truthfully, there are going to be some pieces that I can't move on. I don't, no matter what you say, I'm going to say, you know what? If you're talking about something that's going to harm my family, you, okay. there's no compromising. And now with that said, we have some common ground we can talk about, but it doesn't mean in conflict resolution does not require you to change who you are, but just the value enough to listen to another perspective. Let me ask you a pointed question sure. right now. You can look at the camera. People should vote for Christopher Dare for secretary of state because. Because of leadership, leadership, integrity and experience. Those are things that. If you look at what people are doing right now, please go on and Google me. You'll see all the stuff I'm talking about. I'm not telling you what I'm going to do one day. I'm telling you what I'm doing now. And I'm going to do the same thing I'm doing now when I'm in office as Secretary of State. Matter of fact, if you don't vote for Secretary of State, and I I can't convince you it's a good idea, I get to keep doing what I do now as a city councilman. And I love my city and my region. And I really do love what I do. But I watch what's happening on a state level. And you deserve an advocate, someone who will be your ambassador but also isn't going to just say, I'll tell you what you want to hear, but stand up and lead. And that's my background. And that's what I know how to do. Chris, and in the few moments that we have left, if people want more information from sure. you, they want to contribute, maybe volunteer. How do they go about doing it? Please, you can go to kdahir.com, kdahir.com. And it's just there. I do ask for your vote. I, I know that it's when you stand with somebody, it's so important that you know they're going to stop and listen. And I'm that guy. So kdare.com, you know, or you, you, you can also call 775-770-0360. Uh, we do, we are very close to the people and we want to make sure you know who we are. I thank you so much for being here. I'd like to think that we can have you on again as the election gets closer. And I would closer. love that. Thank you. And this is Dan Roberts for The Vegas Voice. The last word saying we will see you again soon. Christopher, thank you so much.